This week we have been talking more about the changes to the Anti-Discrimination Act which are expected to pass through Parliament next week. Now the Deputy Opposition Leader Jared Maley joined us on the show earlier in the week and said that changes to the Anti-Discrimination Act um, well, they will have a massive impact on every Territorian and that a new law would mean that you could make a complaint on behalf of someone else even if they don't want a complaint made. We did just hear uh, from Bishop Charles Gauchi as well about the concerns that the Catholic Church here in the Northern Territory have. Now joining me on the line is the Attorney-General, Chancy Pake. Good morning to you. Uh, good morning, Katie. Now, Minister, there has been consultation on the changes to this Act, but the Deputy Opposition Leader says that there's been this amendment, which means that a person can make a complaint on behalf of someone else or another group, even if the initial person isn't offended. Is that the case? Certainly within the Act, it's, uh, it's about contemporising and providing the adequate protections uh, and rights for Territorians uh, right across the Territory. And uh, part of this, Katie, it sets up an administrative complaints process, uh, certainly for complaints of discrimination to be made to the Commissioner, which then enables her to provide for mediation, conciliation of complaints and referrals to the Northern Territory Civil and Administrative Tribunal. So complaints absolutely can be made by an individual who has been a result um, of uh, discriminative behaviour, but also can be made by a person who has uh, bared witness um, to uh, offensive and discriminatory behaviour. So, uh, so talk us through, you know, how that's going to work, because presumably, I mean, some of the examples that we've been given, or one of the examples that I was given um, was, uh, you know, was a, um, a priest delivering, a, you know, a service in Tasmania is my understanding uh, where you know where somebody either bared witness or I don't know whether they made a complaint on behalf of somebody else but where they were then able to take that priest uh, through that complaints process when they were just delivering one of their normal services. Well, we're certainly not Tasmania, so I couldn't comment um, on that particular situation. But what I can say is that there is the appropriate mechanisms in this bill uh, that is before Parliament uh, that afford the equal rights and provisions uh, to all Territorians. And, you know, absolutely, religious groups uh, will maintain and will continue to be able to practice uh, the ethos and values of that particular religion uh, in uh, uh, those uh, schools and in uh, those places of worship. Well, OK, well, that totally goes against what we've just heard from uh, Bishop Charles Gauchi. And I want to say right from the get-go, I think that everybody needs to be treated fairly. Certainly, we here on this show do not condone, uh, you know, hate speech. We do not condone racist behaviour. We do not condone sexist behaviour. None of that type of thing. But there's a lot of confusion out there right now, Minister. And, um, you know, that really goes back to, I think, you know, people feeling like they're going to be in a situation where a a complaint or anybody's going to be able to be offended by anything um, because that offence word has also been included now. Katie, I think it's important to just pause and acknowledge for a minute that the um, vilification provisions in Section 20A um, and 20B are not offences um, and the Northern Territory is the only jurisdiction without any type of vilification provision in effect. So this is about 
modernising and contemporising the anti-discrimination legislation because it hasn't been touched significantly uh, in 30 years. And we need to reflect a territory that is um, about promoting uh, equality uh, and equity right Look, across We all the get that, but the, the concern here is that there's some areas that seem really grey and that uh, are being raised as serious concerns. Um, so I think firstly, uh, you know, when you talk about when you talk about what is considered offensive to, to some, it may not be considered offensive to others. I mean, we got an example of that yesterday uh, from Christian out at the Litchfield Outback Resort who had said that somebody had made a complaint about him about his chicken schnitzels and the way that he'd referred to those. I mean, that's sort of a, a funny example. But the list goes on. And, and, you know, I think even for myself in my job, it makes me wonder, am I going to be muzzled? Katie, this isn't about restricting those conversations. This is about having an administrative complaints process where uh, complaints will go to the commission and the commissioner and the commissioner's office will be able to work uh, through those and resolve them if there are matters that need to be resolved. Again, we are uh, one of the only jurisdictions that hasn't done this significant reform. It's been done in all other Australian jurisdictions uh, and the sky certainly hasn't fallen in. Okay, let's talk though about the concerns that have just been raised uh, by Bishop Charles Gauchy. I'm not sure whether you heard him on the show a couple of minutes ago. Uh, no, I didn't, unfortunately. All right, so he's raised some pretty serious concerns. Um, you know, firstly, when it comes to uh, you know when it comes to their to their staff. So basically, the Catholic Diocese of Darwin is concerned about those changes and how they may impact faith-based schools. They say that the amendment to the bill has some unintended consequences, which could inhibit their rights, such as those pertaining to who they employ in their Catholic schools and Catholic organisations. He said that he has written to all members of parliament. There was an initial meeting um, but then nobody has met back with him to hear those concerns. Um, I mean, uh, clearly there's going to be some real worries here uh, with those schools of faith. Are you prepared to meet with the bishop again to hear those concerns before this passes through parliament next week? Katie, it's important to acknowledge that this has been um, a government agenda item since 2017. We did a discussion paper. We've put a draft exposure bill out. We have met with and continue to meet with um, the religious groups and concerned members, community groups. So there's been extensive consultation on this. When we're talking about the provision in particular, um, removing the exemption means that protections of discrimination apply equally to all employees and prospective employees in religious schools. This means, Katie, basically... Changes do not prevent faith-based schools from upholding their values or their religious identities or ethos. This is about making sure that every Territorian has equal access, protections and rights in the workplace. Schools are not prohibited from operating in accordance with the doctrine of a particular religion and can continue to provide that education in a faith-based setting. But don't you reckon it's fair enough if at a Catholic school they would prefer to employ somebody who is of the Catholic faith rather than somebody that's, say, of the Muslim faith? Katie, I think it's really important here to highlight um, the Catholic Mass is no different, or English, to what it should be in any other school. There is the qualification that you go to university to to practice those specialised areas as part of your teaching degree in those schools. 
uh, absolutely, to be a school chaplain or a priest or a religious um, education teacher, you absolutely will need to comply with the ethos and the religious value of that school. But let's not forget that uh, it is the same religious organisations uh, who run community-based organisations where they currently are not allowed to discriminate against people in those organisations. So uh, this is an area that has been uh, discussed over many times. But we also, as a remote member of the Northern Territory, want to see a pos- I need to see a position where remote Aboriginal people who might uh, identify uh, as, uh, you know, someone from the same-sex community shouldn't be denied an opportunity to go back to their own community and practice in their school as a teacher because of their sexuality or their religion. Minister, we know that on a federal scale, the Federal Attorney-General, Mark Dreyfus, has asked the Australian Law Reform Commission to review the country's religious exemptions for schools in the federal anti-discrimination law in the, in the first formal step towards new religious discrimination laws. So, I mean, is the Northern Territory here putting the cart before the horse or are we going to wind up in a situation where, uh, you know, this is reviewed federally if we've got the Australian Law Reform Commission federally looking at what they're doing. Um, you know, why are we pushing ahead before this has been looked at on that national scale? Well, I think it's important to acknowledge that each state and territory um, has their own acts and has different um, mechanisms in the act and different uh, sets of responsibilities and obligations. Certainly, this has been a matter before the Commonwealth for the last 10 years, and we have held off contemporising the Anti-Discrimination Act when a number of uh, conversations were happening and legislation was being proposed in the federal parliament. But we can't wait around for the Commonwealth. Um, We need to contemporise our legislation. That's what we're doing now. Um, And, you know, Katie, most religious schools uh, already have uh, provisions in their EBAs where they uh, don't discriminate uh, against people. So this is a matter that can continue. Yeah, but you've got the religious, like you've, you've literally got the bishop saying he would like to sit down with you and like to be able to talk to you about it and you're saying well yeah we've gone through all this consultation um, and that and that there's provisions in the EBA etc but then you're not you know not prepared to have a meeting with him. That's not true Katie I have reached out to the bishop to have a conversation with him and hear his concerns but I make it very clear. So will you be meeting with him before next week? I am not going to enable people to discriminate on someone based on uh, their sexuality or their religion. Look, I get that. You know, I I am certainly for all people and I do not feel as though there should be discrimination in any way, shape or form. But I do think that there needs to be genuine, you know, genuine discussions to hear other people's sides of things, which is what I've done this morning. You know, I may yeah, not have the same view, but, Katie, um, but, but Katie, it has to happen. Has been, there has been a genuine um, long, extensive conversation. But since then, there's since been changes. So there's then been changes which include, um, you know, this insult or offend. And there's a lot of greyness to that, that people aren't sure exactly what that's going to mean or, or where it's going to leave them. Okay, Katie, I just need to hold it there for a sec. The result of this legislation and the uh, amendments to this legislation are a result of that uh, thorough and extensive 
consultation that was undertaken, that was part of the discussion papers, was part of a draft exposure bill that was put out, um, which responded to fee- people provided feedback on. And again, it is an opportunity to remind people that... Uh, when we are talking about this, of course, individuals who are applying for a job at a religious school certainly understand that they're going to work in an environment where the yeah. ethos and faith is part of the curriculum. Absolutely. And look, I think that it would be foolish for us to just pretend that that's the only, you know, that that is the only area that's going to be impacted here. What I'm really keen to find out is, you know, when when we are saying that if someone is offended, how would you describe that? Like, what would you actually, um, you know, what, what do you think is the best way for us to sort of consider what's appropriate in terms of that offence word? Because, you know, in Parliament, for example, you guys have ended up having to to ban that word or not use it. Like, how is that going to impact people? Look, when we talk about uh, the matter of offending and insults, this is directed at people using uh, hateful and bigoted language towards an individual that causes, uh, you know, great impact on their social and emotional well-being. And this is why we have a uh, complaints uh, process where these matters can be referred to the Commissioner and the uh, Anti-Discrimination Commission to review those and work with those. And if appropriate action is required, then that will go through that process. So no matter what, at this point, um, this is it's going ahead. It's going to be pushed through Parliament next week. Katie, it's going to be before Parliament and members of Parliament will have an opportunity to represent their constituencies and uh, speak in the debate and ask questions um, to uh, provide any clarification that's needed. And, of course, when legislation passes, there's also an education and awareness campaign um, that we will follow and put out... Uh, relevant information um, and respond to people's questions. A question we did get throughout the week is, are politicians going to have to adhere to the same rules and regulations or will they be covered by parliamentary privilege because some people may be offended by what gets said inside parliament? Uh, In terms of that, parliamentary privilege exists for members only inside the chamber. Uh, When members are outside the chamber, they are Um, you know, fall under the same category as everyone else. And those are the determinations that uh, the standing orders um, and the Speaker of the Assembly um, will make determinations on whether particular language needs to be uh, withdrawn um, by members. But so if there is debate happening, um, you know, someone's listening to that debate online, they're offended by what somebody says inside there, uh, will they be able to make a complaint against politicians? Katie... I think that's getting into semantics, but they will have the opportunity to provide that to the Anti-Discrimination Commission if a Member of Parliament says something that is extremely um, offensive or grotesque, then I would suggest that they refer that matter to um, the Human Rights um, Anti-Discrimination Commission who can look at that and take appropriate action if required. Chancy Paik, I've still got so many questions, but we have run out of time. We are going to have to leave it there. Attorney-General of the Northern Territory, I appreciate you speaking with me this morning. No worries, Katie. Take care. Thank you.